How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Now, here's Wiggy, Gresh, and Keith on WEEI. It is week four of the NFL season, and uh, we're starting to separate maybe the men from the boys a little bit. No Rich Keith this Sunday because he is admiring his handiwork at home <laughs> with the birth of a daughter on uh, Monday. Oof. He will be back tomorrow, Wiggs. Two girls for him, right? Oh, it's two girls. Two and, girls. Oh, yeah. He's he's outnumbered now. You know what I mean? Two girls out the gate. Were you uh, were you worried about getting boxed in like that? You know, when you and your uh, when you and your wife started to procreate a little bit, were you worried that you were just going to get a run of girls? And holy Moses, I was I wasn't really sure. Like, but my my main goal was to have a boy at some point. You needed time. one, right? Yeah, I needed okay. one. And you know, uh, fortunately <laughs> for me, I had my daughter first, and then two boys after that. So it was good. But I just I wanted obviously like most guys they want that one boy to. You play catch with, throw the ball in the backyard type of deal. So, whoo, he's at two girls. Now he's got to be nervous for his third one. Oh, yeah. And uh, three years apart, too, which is just enough to drive him crazy once they're older. But, well, we were uh, driven crazy this week, I think, by Bill Belichick and crew on uh, (laughs) what in the world was going on. But it's going to be the Patriots and Green Bay at 425 this afternoon. Hart and Fitzy have the Six Rings postgame podcast directly after the Patriots-Green Bay game. So here's the list. We know now there's no Mac Jones. Hmm. There's also no Jacoby Myers. There's no Lawrence Guy. Marcus Cannon is now up off of the practice squad. Yadni just goes to IR with a thumb injury. And you got to go on the road in one of the cathedrals of uh, mm-hmm. NFL football and try to find a way to get a win with a backup quarterback against the Green Bay team wigs that is in transition. They lose Devontae Adams. They got the wide receivers, even though for a couple of weeks now, Aaron Rodgers has been like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take Alan Lazard right now over some of these young guys at this point. But the Patriots are wounded, and they're heading to Green Bay to take on a team that is still trying to find itself offensively. Yeah, and, and I, I think the thing about this game, though, is your confidence level would be probably better with Mac Jones. But because you don't have Mac and they still have Aaron Rodgers, he mm-hmm. could have one of those games. And, you know, and now with Lawrence Guy being down, they like to run the football with, you know, Aaron Jones and um, A.J. Dillon. So I think that's going to be those are some of the question marks that you're going to have going into this game when you look at it is like hmm you know 
they still have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that I don't. That's an equalizer for anybody. I don't care who you are. Right. The guy's great. Right. And all you got to do is just basically catch the football, you know. And I know they're struggling to find who's the Devontae Adams, who's the who's his Greg Jennings, who is that guy for him. But when you have him, uh, but I also think that the Patriots defensively kind of figure out a way to maybe make things a little bit difficult on them. Now, the question is going to be, uh, can they do that the whole game? Mm-hmm. That's going to be the biggest question. But I don't know. I, I just feel like this is one of these games where, you know, it's you're looking at it's going to be very difficult for you to win up in Green Bay, you know, with your backup quarterback. It's been uh, an odd week, to say the least. And I know we're going to get into the – kind of Bill Belichick and Mac Jones sort of playing this game with everyone this week. But this week was much more about Mac, who's in, who's out. You Mm -hmm. throw a little Tua with the Miami thing in there from Thursday night, and it doesn't feel like we have really talked very much about this game at all (laughs) and that it has been more about the soap opera around this team that, you know, again, Bill Belichick was in part of creating. But I do have a question for you about the Green Bay offense You have a guy like Aaron Rodgers who, yes, he had Devontae Adams, and that became a connection for a long period of time. But you were a tight end. Are you surprised that Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a tight end that's more of a presence in his offense? Because it feels like for the past couple of years, the tight end has been non-existent in Green Bay. Well, I thought it was supposed to be that, uh, what what the hell is it, number 85, that kid turned Tanya, Tanya, I thought it, Tanyan, yeah. yeah, I thought he was supposed to be that guy, but clearly he's not been able to elevate himself to a level of okay, he could be a security blanket. But when you think about the Packers, though, right? Haven't they been kind of missing that position for a while? Yeah, it hasn't been just a cup. But think about you know, kind of Brett Favre always had that guy, and then Aaron Rodgers had like whether it was Jamichael Finley or did he even – I don't know if he had Bubba Franks. Um, Might did, have had him early on. Did but they even have then, Jimmy Graham? Was, like, they tried that. Yeah. It didn't work. So they had like – he's never really had that guy. It's all like it's always been more so – I mean, even they got one of the guys I was teammates with. He's still playing Mercedes Lewis there. I mean, granted, he doesn't really factor in in the passing game at all. But it almost seems like they've been looking for that position for a while. I don't know the last time that you look at the Packers and you go, okay, they had a legit tight end. It's been a while. It has been. That's my yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been a long while. You, you mentioned the name Bubba Franks, and mm-hmm. he kind of flashed a little bit. We know we can go all the way back to Mark Chamura, but that's all right. the way in the Favre days. It's just interesting to me that a guy that good in Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, considering how, like you said, Eight yards over the middle, boom. Right. It's like easy pickings, you would think, especially with having a guy like Devontae Adams on the outside for all those years. Well, that's why it I hasn't say, worked. That's why I say it's really not on Brett Favre. It's about the scrubbings that they bring in because I know I would I would love to have that situation or that opportunity to be a guy that goes, okay, you got Devontae Adams, Adams, you got Brett Favre, who's a guy that has a little bit of mobility, so when he breaks containment, you it, you should be able to go to Green Bay as a tight end and eat like crazy. Yeah, seriously. Well, they've been they, clearly they haven't done a good job of being able to scout and figure out who a guy is that they can bring in 
because or the guys that they're bringing in just ain't getting it done. Yeah, and and I don't think it's a Rogers resistant to throwing the ball to the mm-hmm. tight end. No. It's more of a, does he have somebody that he could trust? Right. And hey, you can dial it up to Devontae Adams. And now they're going through the big transformation with all the young wide receivers and things like that. Uh, and I know we're going to start to unpack the game a little bit more. How will the Patriots attack on offense today? We will uh, get to that in 10 minutes from now here on WEEI Football Sunday. Uh, but I do want to ask you about the Tua Tagovailoa situation mm-hmm. because that uh, dominated a lot of the shows this morning. And yes, even though we have a football game on from London, whereas I turn around, somebody's getting carted off the field for the uh, uh, from Vi- the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, well, I think it was a leg injury though. They were looking at his leg, or he was grabbing his knee. So uh, the Vikings are up seven nothing. They're almost ready to end that first quarter over there in London, and a bunch of guys were out of that game. But Tua Tagovailoa plays on Thursday night in Cincinnati Wigs, and Mm -hmm. uh, head hits the turf. He is uh, foobarred pretty bad, has that response where the hands just kind of cramp up on him a little bit. And now we have one of the independent neurologists that the NFL has put in at these games. Mm -hmm. Apparently that guy has been fired in conjunction with the NFL and the NFLPA. But you also played in an era, Wiggs, where it was kind of hard to raise your hand and be like, yo, I'm seeing four (laughs) guys out there, you know? I mean, we have advanced so far in 20 years to where you can at least raise your hand now and Mm -hmm. and not fear of losing your job and things like that. Uh, But as a guy who crossed eras into what we have now evolved into, Mm -hmm. what do you make of everything Tua-wise and really the league and in terms of whether it's the structure or how they've sort of handled this the last two weeks? Well, you know, this this discussion was big for us as well all week long on on the Greg Hill Show. I think the biggest thing, it, you know, it it isn't the league necessarily because – it's more of the independent doctor. Mm. That's what they're there for. There's one on the visiting sideline, one on the home sideline, and another guy in the booth who's supposed to spot, you know, uh, like maybe behavior that looks like, okay, this guy might be dealing with some type of concussion. Basically, you know, like what we call in the NFL, like, okay, he's drunk and he's coming out the club, or the Mike Tyson knockout punch is what you see when, you know, he looks frozen. That means he's out cold. So when you see certain things like when they played Buffalo and he had the and he had the drunk legs and kind of didn't know where he was, right then and there, that's the spot is supposed to be like, you know, we need to check on this guy. Mm-hmm. Now we need to see whether or not he can come back in or you know or can he pass the protocol because that's that becomes the issue, right? So the doctors look at him and I, I know I heard a lot of people talking about <clears throat> excuse me talking about uh, the head coach for Miami. But he's getting in his air, hey, he's good to go. So as a coach, you're going to be like, all right, if he's good to go, then he play him. So it's the spotter and then the people that clear him to go. Mm. And then it's on the player, too, to be like, I'm having issues because some guys will be like, oh, oh, it's my back, it's not my head. That's why, And that's kind of what the, they went down that road with Tua. So you as the player, it's hard for you to be honest because you don't want to come off the field. So you have to have that independent doctor to step in and go, okay, 
you know, and people know, like, that was clearly like he was concussed. Oh, yeah. Not only did he get concussed, not only on the, on the turf in the Cincinnati game, but you mentioned the whole, like, drunk out of the club. Yeah, legs. the Bills like, game I'm talking about. He was about. wobbling around like crazy. And uh, I'm glad you mentioned the player part of it. Because I took some heat on Friday with Andy Hart from people who were like, oh, you're blaming the player. No, I'm not blaming the player. But I do think we we send mixed messages in the NFL because for some guys, you got roster bonuses tied into your weekly performance. Mm -hmm. So before the game, you may end up having a little chicanery or, hey, Peyton Manning even admitted when I took that test, I tried to throw it so that even if I were concussed, I could beat the test and get back out on the field. Do as bad as you can. Absolutely. So I think we're still sending mixed messages, but... This one should have been pretty clear with Tua. Mm -hmm. And I'll be very curious to see, like we heard from J.C. Treader, Mm -hmm. who was the, or is the president of the NFLPA. He's got to make a statement. But are players around the league going to be like, hey, I don't want that to be me. We need to fix this. Or a lot of players are going to look around the league and just be like, well, that's that's the league we play in. I think it's more like, I heard Christian, I heard Foyer talking about this with uh, Lou and Mego, and kind of the same thing. He was just like, because they were like, oh, when when you were going into the game, did you think about Tua or anything like that? And he was kind of like, no, I had no, you know, like I wasn't even, you know, he wasn't even thinking about it. You know, when Tua gets hurt, you just kind of look and you're hoping that he's all right. Can he move his extremities? And hopefully it's not a neck injury. But I think most players are probably like Christian and I, where it's just like, Yo, it's the nature of the beast. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it like you know, New Orleans is playing Minnesota. Do you think there's any one of these guys two is running through their mind no, a little bit? No. no, they they worry about the moment. They worry about that check clearing every two every every two weeks. That's what they worry about because everybody knows the NFL is short. So you you're right. You if you have incent if you have incentives in your contract and they clear you to play, you're going to play. People yep. are like, well, why didn't Tua not? Well, because he knows that I believe he's what? Got one more year left? Or is this his fifth-year option coming up? He's on the spot. Right. We know that. Right, right. <laughs> so so he has to perform. So every game that he misses, or if he's a guy that becomes injury-prone or a guy that is a concussion guy, that's not good for him. So that's the way players think. That's the ultimate, you know. So you have to, I understand you have to help players police themselves or, you know, put themselves in a position to do the right thing. So sometimes you have to take it away from them. And that's where the independent doctors are supposed to come in. They're the ones, and that's why I think there was a couple of them that were fired. Well, yeah, there was the the one who definitely handled the Tua situation was fired. It will be interested to see how the independent neurologists react to certain things today. Mm-hmm. Because we know the NFL's reaction to things is oh, yeah. to overreact. So right. we'll probably see a, a couple of guys pulled out of games today. This is WEEI Football Sunday. How will the Patriots attack on offense? We'll get to that. Fantasy football, again, once they start playing games and guys get injured, it's a mess. We've got that for you coming up at 1045. Tom Curran will join us at 11. We'll take a look at the Patriots defense matching up against the uh, Packers offense. Who's under the microscope today? Picks. Things are going well for Wiggy to start the year. We will talk more about Tua and that situation. And, of course, a little bit of you at 617-779-7937. Here is Ethan ready to trend. 
Merloni, Fourier, and Mego. Weekdays, 2 to 6. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi, that's Z-U-D-Y dot com for your free trial. Trending now at WEI and WEI.com. Week 4 of the NFL is currently underway as the Vikings and Saints are playing in London right now. Saints are currently down. Vikings up 7-0, but Saints are driving. They just got themselves into Vikings territory. And then the Packers and Patriots playing this afternoon in Lambeau, 425 p.m. Eastern time. Packers are currently sitting at minus 9.5 favorites. The over-under set at 40. Red Sox currently not looking good. It feels like the season's kind of just really <laughs> crashing to a finish here. Red Sox losing 10-0 to the Blue Jays yesterday. Series wraps up this afternoon with first pitch set at 1.37 p.m. Eastern Time. Be sure to tune into the Massachusetts pregame show right here on the Shaw's and Star Market WEI Red Sox Network. That's at 12.37 with Rob Bradford brought to you by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Begin your Massachusetts adventure at visitma.com. And then in college football around the Boston area, the BC Eagles getting a big tight win over Louisville 34 to 33 and then the UMass Minutemen fell 20 to 13 to Eastern Michigan. I'm Ethan Hrsadulu and that's what's trending at WEI and WEI.com. How do the Patriots attack on offense today and what was the point of leading us down the road that Mac might actually play? I'll talk about that with Wiggs next on WEEI Football Sunday. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Are you and the team on the same page with Mac and his team as it comes to the injury and how to move forward? Yeah, I mean, day by day is getting better. See how it goes. Day by day. Does he have a high ankle sprain? Day by day. What do I look like? A doctor, an orthopedic surgeon? Like, I don't know. Talk to the medical experts. What are the medical experts on staff say to you? Day by day. I mean, what difference does it make to me? What do you, you think I'm going to read the MRI? That's not my job. Is there, they, they talk to you about it, right? Yeah, it's day by day. Tell me you can't live without me. It's getting better day by day. That might be one of the greatest things we've ever come up with here at WEEI. Bill Belichick to the uh, to the great Hooters, not the kind that you're used to. 
day by day, Bill Belichick, day by day this week. And Wiggs, uh, you and I were both chuckling during the week at this because, I mean, that was, uh, I don't want to say it was a master class by uh, Bill Belichick because we're coming to you from the Best Yet Brand Studios here on uh, WEEI Football Sunday. It's Gresham Wiggy with you. Keith will be back next week. But uh, what was the point of all that? Have you figured this out yet? It, like, to everybody, mm-hmm. we all knew that Mac wasn't playing. That was a that was a bad high ankle sprain. He looked like he'd been shot when they were trying to get him down the steps of uh, back behind the Patriots bench to get him to the locker room. So I don't know what your theory on why did Bill Belichick and Mac Jones, by the way, mm-hmm. who like suited up on Friday and stood out there during practice. Right. What's the point? Well, I, I think the problem with this whole situation is the Mac camp. Right now, there's like a whole nother issue where Max got a camp and Max going for a second opinion, so that created this issue. Right when you have a, if there was no Mac camp and no second opinion, it would be like, all right, you know, they didn't put him on IR, so technically he is day day by day, right? And now, now Max got to be like, well, I just got to see what the coaching staff says, and you know, when I'm ready to go, they'll clear me to go but because of the whole camp thing and mac looking at a second opinion and then there was this old alabama surgery thing that they've done then that created this gray area of who who's trying to get back on the field or is it mac who wants to get back out there quicker is it the team that wants him out there quicker does mac want to take his time and make sure everything's fine before he you know so that created this whole issue. So when Bill was asked about it, and he was asked about the whole, you know, Max team and everything about the whole injury, that led to this. And Bill didn't answer the question. I mean, he was just, he he was almost like, I don't I don't I don't know what you're asking here. Mm-hmm. To me, the there was a lot of assuming that was going on. Uh, I'm a little surprised that you're putting it on the second opinion because. Mm-hmm. To me, players get second opinions a lot of the time. I think that because it was a quarterback, obviously people are going to cover it. And uh, I know, and we'll talk to Tommy Curran at 11 o'clock. I know when we asked him on Gresham Keith, he was like, every player should go get a second opinion. Should. Because they're, they're, they're their own business. Right, they should. This but- was a media creation, in my opinion. Yeah, because but- for 24 hours around here, mm-hmm. we ran with assuming that there was a that there was some sort of disconnect because we'd seen it before with the Gronkowski. Right. And that and that turned into the what the Gronkowski family foundation or whatever in the world it was, like putting out their own statement. Meanwhile, two days later after Matt gets the second opinion, he is engaging in this whole song and dance of suiting up and standing out there at practice for no reason whatsoever. Right. To and me, it's more than evident they're on the same page. Yeah, but there's, they're not because how many players do you hear about? You know, let, let's keep it to New England. How many players, when they get hurt, do you hear about, oh, they're going to get a second opinion? Not many. 
Well, I think it. I, I you're not if if Lawrence Guy, who's out this week, got a second opinion. Mm-hmm. People aren't going to cover it the way they would, Matt. No, but there'd be still be a conversation there. They'd be like, "Oh, Lawrence Guy is going to get a second opinion." Then Mac is saying, "Well, I could still play." The the last time we seen a second opinion was with the Gronkowski, and look at the divide that that created. Well, and it took for the and the second opinion came when it was too late. Quite honestly, right. like so, I think there's a little bit of lessons learned in situations like that. And I think athletes are hipper than ever, too. Mm-hmm. And you know one because you got one in college. It's now the, like, I don't know if when you played in the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. that there was the thought that you're your own business, that mm-hmm. you would view yourself as if right. I'm the entity I got to protect myself in in that right. way. Whereas now, I think second opinions are fairly common only they, because athletes have more voice. Right, but they create issues because it looks like when you go get a second opinion and then there's this whole like time frame of when you're going to get back, it looks like the organization's medical doctors kind of don't know what they're doing because you're like, well, they're diagnosing me with this and they're supposed to be the best in the country. And now you're going, well, I'm not going to go based on what he says. I'm going to go get my own guy. And my own guy's telling me, well, they might be telling you six weeks, but my guy's telling me four weeks. That creates a major. That's why Bill was so pissed. It's no different than Brady having Guerrero, Guerrero, and then all of a sudden guys are going supposed to be going for treatment, and then going, well, Alex says I shouldn't do this. Well, then why does the CBA allow players to go for the second opinion then, if it isn't a big deal and it isn't commonly accepted? Because to me, allowing Alex mm-hmm. Guerrero a spot in your facility and in your locker room to let happen what happened. Right. That got out of control because you're trying to appease Brady and stuff like that. It just doesn't feel like the second opinion is something that, and by the way, how do we know that the second opinion was Mac looking to be off the field for a longer period no, of time? It could be to get back out on the field, right. in which instance, why would Bill be upset at him if right. he's saying, hey, Bill, I'm trying to get back as quick as I can. I found somebody who's given me this option, whatever it right. is. Right, and, and, and I understand that. But once you go, like once it becomes news that you're going, that you and the team are not on the same page because you're now going to get a second opinion, that creates an issue in that in that locker room. And you know, guys have their own guys. And Bill Bill was like, listen, you can have your own person you want. Like he had no problem with Alex, but you can't have players undermining or the players' person undermining the right. teams. You know, athletic staff, strength and conditioning coach staff. We we heard the whole things. Well, Alex don't want me to lift weights, but the the strength coach does. So that becomes an issue. The same is with the doctors, right? So if the Patriots doctors are saying, okay, here's what we're looking at, here's what we're seeing, Mac. It's going to be four weeks or whatever it is, and then Mac goes. Well, I don't really like what I'm getting from there, so I'm gonna go get this because I know a couple. This happened to a couple people down at Alabama. And it's one thing for the team doctors to say, "Hey, let's send you over here just so we can get a second opinion, so we're all on the same page." But the team doctors are supposed to be the best in the country. Well, I supposedly, right? Supposedly, supposedly, but. The guy who is one of the biggest, foremost experts on this injury, believe it or not, 
is the team physician for the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. So a guy that my, uh, that Mac maybe would have gone to. See, that's the thing. Like, I wonder where he went to. I'd love that intel. And and see, does it tie into the – and for those who don't know, there's a big Sports Illustrated story about the, uh, the type of surgery that mm-hmm. you can get with the high ankle sprain. And Tua Tagovailoa went through it, I do believe. Yep. Other guys at Alabama went through, went through it. went through it. So Mac is, Mac is at least operating with a little bit of either prior knowledge about the injury or seeing what some of the guys who are his contemporaries at Alabama, mm-hmm. sort of what they went through uh, sort of through all this. But to me, if Bill was pissed, why would he have Mac suit up and and play the game. Yeah, see, I don't really... Like, know. I don't get the... What was the point of the whole trying to string this along this week as if Mac was going to play? Yeah, see, I don't get that whole issue there. Like, I didn't get the whole, like, Mac is going to play or why are you even suiting him up. I don't... I have no clue what that is because... Was the intent to get us not to talk about the game with Brian Hoyer? Because if that were the case, they did a pretty good job with that. I, I mean, all we did was focus on if it. If that's the case, then Bill's smarter than everybody. Then Bill is clearly doing something that, you know, we all <laughs> criticize him about. It's but, way high-level yeah, normies. But, see, the, the, thing that I, the thing that I look at, right, when I look at this situation is there's been high... Like, every week... There's multiple high ankle sprains. You mm-hmm. hear about guy. I think Trent Williams had one in San Francisco. He's out, I think, six weeks, they right. said, right away. Yeah. Right. So we now we now know, and if the reports are um, it's a severe high ankle sprain, why are we even playing this game? Uh, agreed. That's the part I didn't get is what was the purpose of it? Because... Do we really think Green Bay was sitting there going, oh, yeah, Mac might play this week? Come on. They were watching the film. They knew what was going on. They knew that Mac wasn't uh, wasn't going to step out there. Hoyer running the offense. Do you do anything different if you're Matt Patricia? Because the one thing I would say maybe you eliminate this week or you don't sort of uh, deploy the strategy unless you're, say, down in the game. I don't know if I want Brian Hoyer throwing 50-50 balls. Mm-hmm. They were dicey with Mac to begin with as right. a strategy. But I don't know if I'm willingly saying to Hoyer, if you get the safety in the middle of the field and Devontae Parker out wide one-on-one, I don't know if I want him necessarily throwing those up there to right. Devontae. Well, you know, here's what I will say. Yeah. Mac is, I believe Mac is a better quarterback than Brian Hoyer. I would hope so. Right. Good Lord. But I don't think your offense changes that much because their skill sets are similar. Mm-hmm. Like when you think about their skill sets, they're very similar. Neither one of them are going to do anything with their legs. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them got like this cannon of an arm. Uh, so neither one of, one, uh, one of them are pinpoint accurate. So your skill sets are really the same when you're talking about the quarterback. We would have said Mac. His decision-making is better, and we would have gave him the upside on that. But he struggled this season with his decision And he's coming off of his worst game of the year in terms of throwing the ball, or at right. least the, the turnovers. The turnovers, yeah. right? So now when you look at your offense, you really don't have to change it that much. You can basically run everything you did with Mac. You can run it with Brian Hoyer because their skill sets are the same. And I just... So I don't I don't really see now it's just it's more of can Brian Hoyer make better decisions and less mistakes and can he be a better orchestrator of a subpower offense or is it he's 
we, like I said, I think I, I would much, I'd feel much better in there with Mac. But how far does this offense fall with Hoyer? Well, here's the thing for me, and and I look at Green Bay, and every once in a while you look on the other side and say, boy, do they have a good idea that we can adopt here? And Green Bay has been really good this year of getting both of their running backs, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, on the field at the same time. Mm-hmm. Is one of the evolutions that might be there for Matt Patricia is to get Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson on the field at the same time, especially with no Jacoby Myers for a second straight week, mm-hmm. who we know was a little bit of the security blanket for the quarterback. But they got to do at least throw another little wrinkle in there to maybe change it up somewhat because the tight ends, it just ain't working out with the tight ends. Right. Unless that's something that Hoyer is going to capitalize on more. Right, and and that goes back to you hired Matt Patricia as your off- offensive coordinator. Think about in years past what this offense used to look like. Whether it's a two-back set in the backfield, you can run some runs out of that. But what did we see the New England Patriots do extremely well? I mean, I, I remember even Charlie Weiss doing this when I was with the Jets. Two running backs in the backfield, and we seen the double screen. Mm-hmm. When's the last time we seen – think about this. Through three games, when's the la- how many running back screens have we seen? It feels like, Wiggs, this is year three, independent of coordinator – that the screen has gone away. They didn't really run it very much with Mac. They didn't really run it much last year. It's been non-existent this year. And if I may add to it, remember the days when Kevin Falk and somebody else would line up in the backfield mm-hmm. and Kevin Falk would line up out wide and a middle linebacker would walk out to him mm-hmm. and you'd be like, well, that's going to be a touchdown. I can't remember the last time we saw one of those either. Right, but you don't have that guy. Who's the guy that you line up in the backfield and well, walk on? I think right now it's probably Ramondre might be the guy that you at least try to put out wide. But he because... don't have that skill set. Kevin Falk, you look at guys like Kevin Falk. Oh, he was a great receiver. Right, you look at him, you look at James White. But isn't it about the matchup, too, and at least trying to get that, trying to get a bigger backer or a safety onto a running back? Well, yeah, that is the matchup, but the running back has got to be able to run a slant, a go route, you know, different routes that he maybe uh, might not run all the time, but he's good. Think about how, when's the last time you've seen a running back for this organization since probably James White this season run a running back option out of the backfield no. one-on-one where they go, okay. Here's an angle route. We're, yeah, we're going to spread everybody out. You're mm-hmm. going to leak out, and you're going to be one-on-one with the linebacker. Hey, Mac, you're going to look downfield. If it's nothing there, you know that you got your backer, your running back going against the linebacker. So you don't have the personnel to do that, in in, in my opinion. Was Ty Montgomery that important to those kinds I, of plays? I think he was that guy, mm-hmm. you know, because he was a receiver who moved to running back. He's a lot like um, – he would have been a lot like uh, um, Cordell Patterson. Okay. Right? And that's what he would have done because, you know, think about Ty Montgomery. We've seen him in Green Bay, mm-hmm. right, doing a lot of those things. You don't have – Ramondre – that's not his skill set. Yeah, you can catch a ball on the flat. Okay, that's one thing. Maybe Damian Harris, he don't have those type of hands. But it's completely different to say, okay, now, remind you, we're going to motion you out of the backfield. We're going to line you up out wide against the linebacker, and we're going to have you run a slant route. We're going to have you run a slant and go. We're going to have you run a go route. Like Those are things that he might not be clearly 
he might not be comfortable with because you don't see him in those positions. I wonder if Kendrick Bourne ends up getting a little more run and maybe whether it's motion, matchups, things like that. No. At this point, hand it to him or John U to at least try to set some of those up, see, like something. What's going to change from last week, Jacoby Myers didn't play, to this week? Kendrick Bourne, what you're seeing is what you're going to get all year. For whatever reason, he's in the doghouse and he's not coming out of that. It's weird. Right? And and the reason that, you know, I believe, my opinion, he's not buying in, but he might be a little bit more vocal in the locker room mm-hmm. amongst the players of not buying in or whether <clears throat> whether it's team meetings or positional meetings. Everybody knows his stance. Right. And so so and that's why I said the Patricia thing. Players, maybe there's been there was like those whispers about players not really finding or buying into what he's doing. Another guy who I think is doing that is Hunter Henry. I think Hunter Henry's another guy that's not buying into like this his new role and everything and what how they're utilizing him. And they're aware of how he's talking, and that's why he's also kind of been MIA. Interesting. We'll uh, continue with this. We will continue to look at the Patriots against the Green Bay Packers. Brian Hoyer will be starting for the Patriots. And uh, this part of WEEI Football Sunday is brought to you by Cars for Kids, the easy way to donate your car. Donate today. Your car will be picked up tomorrow. Go to carsforkids.com or 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Well, speaking of pickups, you better have made some this week to be able to save your fantasy team because, boy, howdy, are there a lot of big-time players that are out this week. We'll run through what is another fantasy football mess here in week four next on WEI's Football Sunday. One game underway already over in London. Spitzball Cheerio. Looks like the Vikings have just gotten themselves a turnover. Late second quarter. Minnesota leads New Orleans 10-7. And again, looks like the uh, Vikings are going to get the ball. When a fat grabs the ball, and there's a goofy celebration. Right. We're a uh, we're about it here on... Uh, Andy Dalton. Yep. yep. Andy Dalton, man. What a life that guy's lived, right, Wiggs? Hey, not bad. I mean, now he could be the, you know, the best position in the NFL is the backup quarterback. Man. That is the best position because, I mean, look at Brian Hoyer. You really want a guy who's a veteran. You know, you don't want too many young backups because usually they're the third and they ultimately, you know, give them a few years and then they make their way into the backup. So usually most veteran uh, backup quarterbacks are veterans and, they make a ton of money and they just hold a clipboard forever and you just hope that your starter doesn't go down. But they're not meant to that, you know, like Hoy is not hit the expectations of him being the guy. No one has high expectations. So if he goes in there and he plays well, everybody's happy. If he plays bad, it's like when's the starter coming back? It's to be expected. Yeah. So uh Andy Dalton this year is uh making three million bucks. A la Brian Hoyer. Mm-hmm. Want to take a stab at the career earnings for Andy Dalton? I'm well, not trying to make you sick this morning. I would say for him, probably pretty good because at one point in time, he was viewed as being, you know, one of those quarterbacks that was going to be a, a top 10 quarterback. So I would say he's gotten paid for that type of production. I'd say probably about $85 million. You're not that far off. Uh, $99.6 million total for right. Andy Dalton in uh, 12 seasons. Right. Like where Hoy has been a backup his whole career. So he's right. never really got the big, big payday. 
I mean, Dalton made sixteen million in twenty nineteen and thirteen seven the year before that. So a couple right. of years where uh, the uh, the tide came in. So they're about ready to go to halftime out there in uh, London. And again, the Vikings get the ball, see if they can uh, do something with it. Oh, it's a pretty rough tackle there for uh, uh, Kirk Cousins, who does wear the softo wedding ring. Mm-hmm. I got another a- one who's made a grip in the league. Oh man, that guy! Holy cow, he's the. He's among the few who played it right and was like, nope, I want guaranteed money. And, and it wasn't, it was like a three year deal right. of guaranteed money, not a seven year deal of guaranteed and money. And think about this. He's made a ton of money. Yep. But he's in the position that eventually a team is going to be like, all right, he's just not the guy. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to roll into the perfect backup role. So it's going to really be up to him if he wants to, you know, hold a clipboard for five years and still make decent money. Doing that, or is he made enough, and it's time for him to go uh, follow his beliefs, which he's been uh, known to blast out there. Yeah, so whatever it is, but that he's he's one of those quarterbacks where, as a starter, you look like okay, he could be a guy we can win with. So he starts, he makes good money. We obviously know that they the Vikings gave him that guaranteed money, but then he's one of those guys where. Even when he loses his job, teams are going to be like, "Oh, he's good enough for our backup." Because if he can, if he, we need him, he can come come in and play a few games. So. He'll be the new Garoppolo in San Francisco next year if Minnesota let him go, which it doesn't look right. like Minnesota is going to punt right. on him. Uh, but in terms of this game, if you woke up this morning and Alvin Kamara was in your lineup, uh oh. He was uh, inactive today, along with Michael Thomas and Jameis Winston Mm. for New Orleans. Uh, According to various reports, it is trending that Chris Godwin and Julio Jones will be in today for the Buccaneers. And uh, Cole Beasley, I do believe, they activated off the practice squad. So... It just kind of yeah, re- reshuffled the deck there for TB12. I think he had a, a couple snaps last week. I saw him catch a first down. Um, so he would have been like, he would be one of those cool fantasy guys, not for like touchdowns, but, you know, receptions and yardage. If you're in a PPR league, yeah. absolutely. I, I started Beasley this week because I think even with just one or two of those guys on mm-hmm. the outside, Brady's going to. Oh, he's going to feed him. Chew him up over yeah. the middle. I'm with you. Looks like the Bills will have Gabe Davis and Doxon, or Dawson Knox, excuse me. It is trending as if they are going to play for the Bills against the Ravens today. Panthers Christian McCaffrey uh, listed as questionable, likely to play. The snaps might be down, though. Mm-hmm. So you have to make that uh, evaluation based on what you got on your roster. I'd stay away from him. He got a groin injury, yeah, too. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? And you, like, you know him. He's notorious mm-hmm. for missing a significant time every single year. Uh, Wiggs, how about the Lions, who will have uh, no Amon Ross St. Brown, no DJ Chark, mm. and no DeAndre Swift mm. this afternoon trying to go out and uh, score a bunch of points. TJ Hawkinson, then. That's a good pickup. Uh, Hawkinson might be a, a guy they can get it to, or who knows with the Lions. Mm. They're scoring a ton of points through the first three weeks. Right. And and a lot of those guys are a part of it. Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen is out for today. Uh, no shock there. By the way, the Chargers are Ooh. already a mess. Bosa's out for eight to ten weeks. Yeah. The left tackle Slater. There was some good news on that. Apparently, 
the surgery, they're, they're going to leave it open for Rashawn Slater to maybe come back towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But Justin Herbert's got to get his ribs needled up because he's still dealing with that injuries. That was my Super Bowl prediction team was the Chargers. The Chargers? Yeah. I Recalculating was, I was all over them at the beginning. Yeah, I thought the you know adding Khalil Mack to go opposite of, of Bosa would be like a kind of like a Vaughn Miller type of play mm-hmm. for him. Then you looked at Keenan Allen, Michael Williams. You looked at the, the offensive weapons, Herbert now. In Jason. See Jackson who got an ankle yes, surgery JC that now ja- might not be taking apparently. You know, and Herbert it kept like seeing every single year he was going in the right direction, and now he's hurt. So, yeah, they're. Um, I gotta find out. I think maybe I'm gonna have to hitch my wagon to Kansas City or Buffalo. Uh, I uh, I wonder about their coach too, Brandon Staley. I mean, he's got the mm-hmm. he's even backed off on some of the aggressiveness, but. Like not having those guys practice during preseason for an injury riddled team, you right. got to get your body ready to play. Yeah, I don't know. I've never understood that. Bears have ruled David Montgomery out, so Oof. no DeAndre Swift, no David Montgomery, which means I have no running backs this week, so I'm screwed. Stay away from anybody on the Bears. Yeah, right now, because uh, Justin Fields is doing very they, little. They are ruining that kid. Not only is it this new coaching staff, the guy that this defensive guy, Eberflus, Eberflus, but then last year with the the what the hell was the coach from last year that they had? Uh, uh, it was uh, not uh, Nagy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt, Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy. Right. Yeah, I'm telling you. And you see it now with Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. What a difference! If you have a coach that has some type of, you know, uh, uh. uh capability as an offensive guy, whether it's a good offensive coordinator or the head coach, and you have a talented quarterback that has – because I think J- Justin Fields, his skill set is tremendous. Anybody knows me knows that I that's the guy that I wanted. And you watch him in college, he was, you know, he was neck and neck with Trevor Lawrence. But when you don't put a coach around a good – I mean, we're, we're seeing a little bit here with Mac Jones. Say what you want. I mean, I, I'm a Mac Jones, like I'm, I'm a realist. And I feel like where he is, but look at what look at a diff, the difference between Josh McDaniels as his OC and Matt Patricia. It's nice. He looks like two different quarterbacks. Well, they went and got a, a guy named Luke Getze, mm-hmm. who is thirty-seven and uh, supposedly a quarterback whisperer, and well, they, I think it's whispering. like ties to the Bills and things like that. So uh, we'll see what the Bears can do. Hunter Renfro out for the Raiders. And for the Cardinals, uh, looks like A.J. Green is out, but Hollywood Brown and Rondale Moore are uh, supposed to be in this according to Adam Schefter. We're one hour in. We will hand it off to Red Sox baseball around 1235 as the Sox uh, wrap up their season from here on out. It will be uninterrupted on Sundays for us. And uh, let's talk with Tom E. Curran of NBC Sports Boston to kick off Hour 2 of WEI Football Sunday next. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the wise and visit cox.com slash 5g home for details t-mobile prioritizes certain t-mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. The King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.